To you by way of the not-for-profit mainframe studios at 900 Kiowa in downtown Des Moines, this is 900 Views, a podcast about building community through the arts as we build an arts community. Today, we welcome another member of mainframe's first-ever cohort of Iowa Creative Incubator Fellows, Jill Wells. Jill grew up in Indianola, graduated in fine arts from Drake University in 2005, and is an award-winning painter with public and private works in Iowa, Mississippi, Arizona, and New Orleans. And this will be important to recall as we learn more about her fellowship. She's a board-certified substance abuse counselor. As an artist, she produces truly compelling paintings, murals, and mixed-media pieces that provoke critical thinking about many aspects of the human condition and what it means to be in community. So, Jill, I kind of promised you I would ask you this, and I'd like to kind of kick off with this concept of, so with all that you're doing related to community, what are you finding that community, that word kind of actually means to you? That word means connectivity. It means being in fellowship with individuals who are very open-minded and just willing to grow and travel in your journey with you. So where are you finding this community in the greater Des Moines area and and what does it look like? What does it feel like? Within um, the Des Moines area, my community has seemed to grow have grown like drastically, especially since starting um, directly out of the counseling seat and entering into my full-time practice as an artist. And so I've really developed that community through Mainframe Studios, through Artforce Iowa, through my mentorship program, which is Artist X Advocacy, and starting to develop a mentor-mentee kind of peer-to-peer relationship there, as well as honestly, my family and that community relationship has grown drastically and changed a lot, especially since the pandemic. And so spending more time, I think, um, and slowing things down a lot and not moving around as much. Is this slowing things down? Are you finding that a benefit, a drawback, both? I think it's been honestly a huge benefit. When I think about some things prior to like March of 2020, when things really hit home for me, I, I feel like I was missing a lot of opportunities to be present in the moment, in the now. And that opportunity is one that I'm really glad I did not miss. And so, yeah, I I would say that that's been a very positive thing. Well, let's talk about that mentorship Uh, for a moment, the program that you're working on, and a little bit about how that in the present and the now uh, plays out uh, in that program. So you mentioned its its title, Artist X Advocacy. I do want to read the the blurb that goes underneath there, which is to cultivate an environment in which the creative class thrives through community works of art and community partnerships. So anybody who's ever listened to this podcast before will understand perfectly when I say that why I wanted you on this program, uh, because we're really trying to understand community. And I had not uh, really thought about mentorship as a community building tool, but you obviously have. So tell me a little bit about the program itself and how this kind of um, reflection of slowing down and being present in the moment is is influencing it. 
when I think about what drew me kind of out of the counseling seat, there's so to kind of go back a little bit, I was a substance use counselor for eight years and five years of that, I was in adult residency program. And then the last three years I worked with youth services and um, with individuals who were juvenile court um, really ordered to treatment and juvenile court involved. And so I worked at Orchard Place Pace and working with those youth, it really in an outpatient setting really started to kind of get my wheels turning and other ways I could use art as a catalyst for change, but kind of marry it in with some of the wonderful aspects of um, like talk and not necessarily talk therapy, but just it, that type of or form of communication um, because sometimes our words fail us. And that is where the beauty of different practices and disciplines of art can kind of be that additional outlet. And so that's where the mentorship program really kind of like sprouted. And um, when I stepped away from counseling, I knew I wanted to continue to work with youth because the mentorship piece, there's something there that, like you were saying, when we look at art and advocacy work, um, mentorship sometimes it, or collaborations come naturally and, and sometimes they're not like highlighted for the, that it is the thing that really produces whatever it is that the, the creatives are trying to put out into their community. That for me was solidified honestly with COVID because we were so disconnected and distanced. And I think ah. we really started to crave mm -hmm. that connectivity and being in communion with one another. Uh, and then there's a, a part of the mentorship program where the real, I think, meat and potatoes is to try to bridge the gap between individuals who are exiting directly out of high school and either going right into a program um, at a university, a college, or um, if they're going to study like a trade skill or directly into the workforce, into a field of advocacy work. And I noticed I experienced that gap myself when I exited out of high school and went into college. And really, I didn't build those relationships that I'm building now that have honestly allowed for um, less than a year's worth of work to like just thrive, like it exploded. And so I thought, well, if our youth have something like that, then I mean, think about how they impact our community then on a whole different level. If they have those relationships there and not have to struggle for that first year, year and a half, two years. That's really powerful. Now, this is for 11th and 12th graders. I think we should kind of make that clear. Um, is there something about the one-on-one -on -one aspect? You mentioned the t just the talk, but is somehow one-on-one -on -one, uh, a particularly critical component of the mentorship approach? For me, yes. And so when I developed the, the structure of the program, yes, AXA is for 11th and 12th grade students um, attending Des Moines public schools or um, maybe like a, a different form of a, a public school. So I went to an alternative high school my last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And so it's a free program. They will actually receive a stipend and it's a six month long program and it will run every year. My hope is to work one-on-one -on -one or up to maybe three individual youth. And that one-on-one -on -one for me is critical. One, because of how I noticed it really truly elevated the impact from counseling. When I would work one-on-one -on -one with 
individuals, it was a whole different conversation than when we were in a group setting um, or even with um, other counselors, right? So maybe it wasn't a group of their peers. Maybe it was like myself and another counselor. Um, and so I just gravitated towards the authenticity that came out of that one-on-one. -on -one. And a lot of times um, the structures, I think that we're used to um, around that age are these group structures. So like classroom settings yeah. and usually the ratio is disproportion. And so you feel like not heard, not seen. And I don't want gotcha. that to happen. Yeah. So, so that's really part of the critical part is they can express their authentic selves um, in a, kind of an unthreatening environment when it's sort of a one-on-one -on -one piece. Absolutely. Yes. So tell me, tell, tell the folks who are listening to this, the story that I got to hear when I tuned into a Zoom podcast that Mainframe held uh, for a handful of folks that were privileged enough to get to listen in. Uh, tell me the story of Ava. So Ava is my first mentee. And I tell everyone that I feel like I got really spoiled in the way that um, it, it, just everything fell into place perfectly. And meeting her through Art Force Iowa and just starting to cultivate the relationship. She had um, wonderful experience with arts and advocacy, as well as she'd attended girls group um, through Art Force Iowa. And she is getting ready to start her first year at Drake. And she's going to be steadily studying um, journalism and law. And oh, wow. she is a spoken word poet. She is a musician. She has such experience and a place in her heart that is full of empathy to truly um, be in service of other people. And so our missions and our goals and our values aligned just, they like I said, they fell into place perfectly. And so her and I are, are working to develop a public work that will uh, be installed either permanently or temporarily in Des Moines. And that work is all about these passions of ours um, and addressing topics that are often vast and very marginalized. And so her voice and my voice are definitely one. So any individual I would work with in the future, I always tell them we are co-creators. This is a mentor-mentee program. However, I, we are equal. It, it's um, wonderful to hear kind of how you're taking mentorship to the next level. I mean, anybody my age, right, has probably been called upon to mentor from time to time. Um, I don't think I've ever had anything remotely resembling uh, this kind of relationship or success. Um, so I'm kind of wondering, this is a marvelous program, but does it require Jill Wells to do it? Are you the, are you kind of like the only one? <laughs> no, I think we're all so individual and that's the beauty of our community. So when you had asked that question to begin with, like, what does community mean to me? When we are allowed to be authentically ourselves, which sometimes it just depends on the setting, um, we can bring to the table all of our experiences and who we are. And that's that impact that we can have on other people. So this program, I mean, it's yes, developed from my heart and my passions. So I feel blessed to be able to create this and, and, you know, ask my community to enter into the, you know, development of this program with me. 
Um, but yeah, that's kind of a complicated question. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It would really help to have a rich mix of experiences, not dissimilar to yours. Is that maybe a, a fair way to, to visit about it or? Um, I, yeah, I, we all have those rich experiences, but I'll tell you what, it, it kind of took me uh, many years of practice to be able to share some of those um, and to let go of some of the things I needed to let go in order to allow other things to come in. And so um, I feel like it was just was the absolute right time to build out AXA and to reach out to our, our community and ask for, you know, partners and stakeholders to enter in helping me build this thing out. Because it does truly, I think, take a village oftentimes to, you know, run these things in our community. And so that's where I'm at right now with it. So this is kind of a two-part question, but it may also be the same question, which is, as you look forward on this project uh, and you talk about its build-out, what is involved in that? And at the same time, I'm asking, what is the groundwork that must be laid for folks to actually be able to have these authentic experiences? I might be asking the same question. You see? <laughs> so no, I think those are there's the program questions. that you're doing and there's this groundwork for authentic experiences and my guess is there's some intersection there. Absolutely. So developing the program oftentimes for me is a lot of like dreaming. And so I try not to put any limits on when I think about the development of it. Like what could it be? The groundwork, though, there are some black or white things that have to happen. So there are parameters within the groundwork that you have to do X, Y, and Z. So there definitely are two different questions. They, I believe, can be answered um, sometimes simultaneously in that when I build out the, the groundwork for it, um, there are, you know, grants that I have written for uh, funding for this. So through the Iowa Arts Council, I've applied for a one-to-one -one matching grant. And so that piece is a huge part of the build out because it does take financial support and mm -hmm. the investment that our community funnels into it, I believe is returned in ways that go beyond what some of that, that kind of baseline budget might be. So that groundwork um, is a constant thing. So you're always reworking, whether it be your outcome, your studio practice, um, your budget for sure. Um, you look at your timeline, your use of space, um, your statements of intention, all those things kind of continually evolve because there's just endless amounts of documentation that go into the groundwork. And once you get that documentation and you do that research, you kind of notice that, okay, something needs to change here um, mm -hmm. just a little bit, but it never, I, I would say every now and then I'll get a little bit of doubt, but I really try for it never to impede on the dream of what it could be. So, because a lot of times you run into that, you're like, Oh, I don't have the funding but I have this vision and it could be, I see it, um, but how am I going to get there? <laughs> so, so, so take I, a moment really to really, not. Oh, 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 no, no. Well, I, I'm going to say, take a moment uh, to share that vision. Cause that is also maybe then part of the other uh, question I was asking about. Absolutely. You know, experiences. I'll, I'll try not to get too emotional. 
when I worked with my clients at Pace, um, there was a whole different emotional impact I felt when I would hear them not be, you know, the, the youth I was working with really struggled to answer the question, like, what are you good at? Um, mm. What is your, what are your skills? These are like baseline questions that we would ask. Um, and when we're doing assessment, um, what are your values? And it was hard for me to, because I was looking at these young people, like you are amazing. Like the impacts you're going to have on our community, like you have so much to offer to help build our community up, to diversify our community, to be inclusive, like their, their creativity and their freshness was just like, I'm like, you could truly change the look, the sound, the feel of our community. But if you don't know that about yourself, then it's really hard for you to get there. And so like, I see that as the vision uh, in like, I would love for you to be able to answer those questions earlier on in life because we need you now, right? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a fantastic vision. And I, I would submit, you, you mentioned Ava being a spoken word poet. I would submit that a lot of the spoken word poets have really launched a lot of great work here so far. Um, they're not alone in that, but my gosh, um, you know, when we were out watching some of the protests and things like that, and all the spoken word poets were really leading the thought. Uh, in a Movement five one five. Have you have you ever heard them? Oh, oh yes, absolutely. And in fact, uh, I really want I want some folks on this program. <laughs> so I got I got to work on that because I've been wanting to do that. Uh, yes, have heard them, and and they're amazing. And uh, you kind of almost feel like you've been blown back. You know, when yes. we hear them uh, in a really positive way, you know, it may, it may blows you back, but with some kind of impetus, impetus to want to go forward. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. No, um, I had that same reaction. I told Ava that I said, oh, my goodness, the first time I ever attended a Movement 515 uh, performance, I was just literally like, what happened? Where am I? This is like the dopest, coolest thing ever. And I was, I was blown back. I was floored. I was just sitting there in awe for like an hour or two hours. And if you are interested, I could ask her because she's in collaboration with so many of the other poets. If you need, um, well, I, I wish you for would. the podcast. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So everyone stay tuned. Maybe somewhere down the line, we'll get to have one of the movement 515 poets or more than one uh, join us, which would be an absolute, absolutely delightful thing to have happen. So uh, just, just a little bit of specificity on this collaboration that you're working on uh, before we close. Can you tell us any more about, about that timeline and, and when we might be able to see or hear other things? related to this work? Coming up within the timeline, um, we will be building out a, a social media campaign here in June and July. That social media campaign is going to talk about return to nature, which is the public works that we are building for the Artist X Advocacy um, actual art project. And so we will do a press release in July and then in August that work will be installed. And I'm going to kind of not let you know where yet. Okay. <laughs> I kind of want to kind of keep everyone 
guessing a little bit because this will be an amazing reveal and it will be hopefully very accessible to all as it's going to be out in the public and it's going to be not only visual, but audio. Um, And so I'm a huge advocate for accessibility. It's something I'm still learning a lot about on how to make visual works accessible to individuals who um, have or are living with different levels of sight impairment, which is something that I truly learned and started to learn more about when I did my mural for Disability Rights Iowa. And so if you guys stay tuned in between June and July, the press release, the social media campaign will come out for AXA and Return to Nature. And then in August, the public work will be installed in our community. And if you want to learn more about the Disability Rights Iowa mural, uh, tune in to the preview podcast for this interview with Jill Wells. Jill, this has just been uh, a wonderful experience for me. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope all of you listening do take the time to explore jillwellsart.com or find her on Instagram. We cannot do justice to the range and the power of Jill Wells' work. So I really hope you will go and explore it uh, on your own. And this Art Times Advocacy Mentorship, uh, she mentioned the Iowa Arts Council um, Grant Award. There's a one-to-one match. So so I would like to encourage any of you to go to jillwellsart.com and see how you can help support that uh, with some actual financial support, if at all possible, uh, to help with that match. So many thanks, Jill, uh, for joining me today. Uh, For all the folks at Mainframe Studios, to Bo Kenyon uh, for helping to launch this wonderful fellowship program that we've been uh, getting to hear from for the last couple of times, and uh, to my uh, collaborator, Alex Cooney, and to each and every one of you who's listening. Thank you for tuning in to 900 Views.